0: She has over two decades of industry experience in the critical leadership roles, building enterprise SaaS products, leading product and technology functions, offering solutions and services to the world's largest financial institutions across North America, EMEA, and Asia-Pacific regions. She's known for consistent delivery against business goals with a client-first outlook and also building sustainable and high-performing Teams has been a key focus for her. Opportunity to influence the industry and build the community has been highly gratifying for Shalini Sankarshana. Let's chat with her today. This is the Guiding Voice podcast series TGV for a better future. And, folks, this is your host, Navin Samala, fellow IT professional and a learner. On a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe. So, folks, in every episode, we interact with industry experts or thought leaders or academicians or coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help our audience learn some amazing stuff. Also, we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact towards the end. And you're going to acquire more knowledge by tuning into TGV per every minute than any other podcast in this space. Thank you so much for joining me. And today, we are going to discuss a topic. India as a software product nation and we're pleased to have Shalini part of TGV's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe. Shalini, I'm really excited to have you part of TGV. Welcome to TGV.
1: Thank you so much, Naveen. I was thinking about the name of the podcast and it seems very apt and happy to be part of this. Uh, Thanks for inviting me.
0: Sure and pleasure to have you on board. Shali, let's talk very briefly about your career journey and the top three things that have contributed to reach where you are today.
1: Sure. Career, I think you have summarized it. So if I I give you three bullet points about my career, my current remit is a product and technology leader in one of the most prestigious institutions in the financial services called Broadridge Financial. Bullet point two, I have the privilege of being on the NASCOM product council, truly helping shape India's software product agenda. Bullet point three, continuous learner. And while this is not yet a career, music has been a big passion. So I'm still in a learning mode. Hopefully at some point it may become part of my career.
0: So one common thing what I've observed in the successful leaders like you is never-ending passion to learn, upskill and continuously develop right? So that is so fascinating. And you mentioned about bullet point number two, NASCAM Product Council. And there has been a lot of uh, focus on building products. And NASCAM is committed to develop so many product managers and develop this product management competency and all. So what is the motivation behind that initiative?
1: It's fairly simple. If you notice India's software industry, it has had um, a few inflection points today. A couple of decades ago is when India truly jumped into the IT services world, you know, with large giants like Infosys and Wipro's, where we truly took on the world uh, by being the, the biggest IT services hub, essentially serving every sector. I think that really put us on the map. If you look at it today, what we need to think about what we, or what we are already as part of the journey today is putting it back into the maker's world, which means so far we were serving the maker's, We were innovating through the services. But if we are continuing as India becoming an economic, financial, cultural superpower, one of the biggest things for us to um, take forward is how do we build from India, build for the world? And for that to happen, you really need to build builders. So I think today those builders are called product managers, product makers, product thinkers, product creators. So I'm, I'm loosely using the word overall product as a thinking. And uh, the idea of Nascom Product Council and um, especially the skilling agenda is to truly look at how do we make this happen, which is how do we build builders? How do we build product makers? So that's pretty much it with, with the intention that India becomes a software product nation. And once that happens, you're, I'm sure you're familiar with the train-the-trainer model. You build a product builder, he or she would build an entire industry around it. So that is the idea.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I love the concept, build the builder. Right. So you're trying to create product managers so that we as a nation can have can build as many products as possible for the world. Quite interesting. And I'm sure this is going to be <laughs> A very tough journey at the same time in terms of building that competency and all. And now uh, let's talk about the startup ecosystem. And these days, the ecosystem is called as eco, if I'm not wrong, (laughs) right? So how uh, do do, do you think it is favorable for uh, product development at this moment?
1: There has been a lot of uh, positive strides. So uh, I am an eternal optimist. And and I would say that uh, compared to a few decades ago versus now, conditions um, from economic support to regulatory compliance to just having a support ecosystem, having mentors who have done this, having corporates who want to incorporate um, the startups in their journey and overall environment for building the startup and entrepreneurial mindset. I think all of these factors are very positive in India today. I mean, we are seeing success stories, right? Plus the investment and the VC... um, Story obviously is very strong, very positive. I do think there is there's a huge spike going on. We might see some plateauing, you know, which which naturally happens in the market. But even then, it's going to be a fully positive trajectory, in my opinion, for the startup world. And the latest budget also has provided a lot of impetus for the startup. So I think it's overall positive. I wouldn't say everything is rosy. There's still a lot, lot for us to learn as a nation and as individuals. But it's a very positive environment.
0: Mm-hmm. They're quite encouraging. And uh, I think youth, especially the students and young entrepreneurs have a lot of opportunities, which uh, were not uh, available two decades ago, right?
1: I mean, I mean, if, if I were uh, passing out of my college journey today, I think uh, I would be blown away with the options that I have. So yes,
0: exactly. I wonder the same thing. And uh, now let's talk about the sunrise sectors, like in uh, India, especially what, what are the top three sectors somebody should focus on while building the products?
1: You know, I have a slightly different philosophy. If I were to start a startup today, while it's a very important input to see which sector is really progressing, number one, which sector is getting a lot of investment dollars, which sector has the maximum potential to have an impact at an India level these three or four parameters are very key but at the same time remember today we are going through an inflection point even in technology so which means a lot of sectors are getting added up uh, you you have a single application which is targeting multiple sectors because our lives are becoming super interconnected but having said that i will still answer your question i think um, if you notice the data uh, talks about within india startups and the funding scene fintech continues to have one of the top uh, most Um, investments as well as number of startups that are coming out and number of startups getting into unicorn mode. Uh, We do have health sector, which is really, really booming. As you know, especially with the pandemic, I think that's been a big, big sector going through innovation. And e-commerce continues to rule the roost. But again, you have horizontals like payments. Well, payments is targeted as FinTech. It really touches every single sector, right? So I think we have a lot of those horizontal segments coming up. Some interesting ones are like Actec which is agri-stack, um, agri especially coming in Indian domestic market. So I think there's some really interesting things going on in all these sectors.
0: Yeah, quite interesting. And uh, Shalini, you have predominantly spent your career in the fintech industry, right? Uh, can, you take, uh, can we briefly talk about the fintech evolution as well as revolution across the globe?
1: Lovely. Uh, excellent question. So uh, evolution wise, I think uh, financial services um, has faithfully followed the sinusoidal curve <laughs> across the globe, generally goes through a spike and then you'll have a, you'll hit a plateau again, you go back into a spike. So I think if you noticed over the last few years, since 2008, when the crisis really hit, the crisis, the world has gone through um, a lot of uh, what I would call movements um, around regulation and deregulation. So in 2008, when everything, all hell broke loose, every government, every market tightened its complete regulatory environment. And over some time, when they wanted to infuse growth, they deregulated. So we are now in the middle of looking at deregulated environment, but still going through some more regulation that's going to come in, probably in some of the emerging currencies, such as, you know, blockchain, etc. So I think that's the um, environment around regulation, which is a very big force in fintech. Second is uh, every financial institution goes through this cycles of you know cost pressures going up so when cost pressures go up they look at options for outsourcing mutualization uh, doing everything together creating utilities and again when cash flow starts going in better investor behavior goes up then they all go away from mutualization start building their own proprietary innovation staff and they insource so you know it's a it's a very interesting cycle but but today at this point both globally and in in india i think fintech wise there is a, there is a lot of a um, lot of appetite to continue for innovative solutions which means we are in a positive environment we are not in a fear controlled environment so people are looking for innovations people are still looking at uh, what more new um, can come in and they are ready to put in their money and uh, and their uh, plans and roadmaps around it so that's very positive both from an entrepreneurial st- uh, standpoint as well as even as a, a professional or a corporate um, uh, industry so that's a very positive image. third I think within India especially RBI has been always a, a very I wouldn't say highly highly regulating or controlling but a, a very thoughtful kind of a financial ecosystem so they've always been ahead of a um, several of these phenomenon that you see outside in the world. So that I think for me personally, I mean, I'm very proud of that fact. So while there's a lot of debate about, for example, if it takes blockchain and, you know, um, they have introduced what they call as digital rupee, very few countries have gone down that path. So which means government is already looking at what next steps ahead. So I think, as I said, fintech is going through definitely a revolution today because there is a lot of uh, appetite for doing new things which also means there'll be a lot of appetite for risk, which means that eventually the risk in the bubble will burst. So, uh, but this is the time when you can take some calculated risks.
0: Interesting. It felt like as if a story was told to me and such a beautiful explanation. I really loved every bit of it. And uh, Shalini, now let's talk about uh, uh, your leadership style and all. And in fact, um, I've seen you, uh, your profile, like you have been consistently building some high performing and sustainable teams and all. And uh, you are the most sought-after leader in terms of uncertainty, right? So would you like to share any tips for leaders in dealing with uncertainty?
1: The reason I'm taking a pause is I'm thinking in my mind, do I know enough to start giving tips out? <laughs> so uh, because because I still think I'm learning myself. And in my current role, which, which is essentially looking after serving and creating solutions for Europe and APAC, what I can say is that, you know, the teams are really making me. I have some of the strongest teams, the most committed teams, most what I would call in-depth teams. So one of the lessons I have learned is if you truly have to not just sustain, but build long-term value, business value, we really need to have teams which have that long-term culture and going deep culture, not just going wide and being on the surface. I think it may sound cliched, but it doesn't happen often. People generally talk about it, but they don't do that. So I think one of the key things when you say high performing teams, sustaining teams, high performance cannot be, again, a spike. It cannot be momentary. And the only way you can consistently sustain is if you have teams who have that long term thinking. And I think developing that would be a real, real trait. Having those passionate leaders, when you have passionate leaders, right, it doesn't matter the labels that they have. You call them technology, call them product, you call them QA, call them client service, it doesn't matter. I have seen successes happening out of every role, playing and having an impact on every other role of the business. So having that alignment to business and truly holistic thinking, I think it's a a, a very, very important aspect for building any team. I wouldn't say not just in the leader. I'm saying the the leadership team that you have. Third is, I think, uh, being authentic to yourself, I think is something which we all need to do that. Um, because we all should realize and everybody already realizes that we don't know everything. We don't have every answer to every question. Leader does not mean that you need to have an answer to every question. Uh, That's my personal belief and acknowledging that you don't have the answer to all the questions and bringing along your team, uh, especially your leadership team are really listening to the council. I think the biggest uh, um, trait, if you could develop is something where you understand how to sift through the noise and get to the real crux. If that, as an ability, you can develop as a leader, I think that's helped me a lot in the in the, in the longer run, uh, which builds trust and which builds business value.
0: Fantastic, Shalini. We have been talking a lot about product as well as uh, fintech industry and leadership. Now, let's lighten up the mood of our audience. I'm going to yes, kick please. off a few <laughs> rapid fire questions.
1: Where's my hamper?
0: You'll receive it uh, if you do well. Looking
1: okay. forward to this now. Yes, let's do that. Yeah, right,
0: yeah. So, what has been your childhood fantasy?
1: You will laugh at this. My first uh, dream job when I was probably age of uh, six was to become a librarian. Because <laughs> I love books. I absolutely love books. And at the age of five, I got my first library card. That was my birthday gift. And from then on, all I wanted to be was a librarian and just read books all day long. So, that was a fantasy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And do you still read a lot of books? Absolutely. Awesome. And I still
1: love paper books. It may not be environmentally friendly, but I love paper books. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. All right. Moving on. So as someone who is really passionate about products and uh, as someone who is supporting the product management community and all, what is your favorite product on the whole? Anything you take.
1: That's a tough one. That's a real tough one. See, product need not be software, right? Yeah, it can be anything. Technically, the product actually started with your physical products. So when I think about that, I think um, for me, first time, anybody in medical community produced the concept of vaccination and that whole strategy. I think that is the product which would always remain as an ultimate product for me in my mind, because it's timeless, has a huge impact, has absolute business and customer value continues to make money plus continues to have an impact you can't get a better product than (laughs) that.
0: awesome all right let me move on to my next one what is one random skill that you would like to learn
1: psychologist i want to be if i ever get some time i'd love to understand and learn a bit more on psychology especially of people yeah i wouldn't call it random i think it's important but yeah i haven't had a chance to do it
0: great so wish you all the best on that what, what has been the funniest moment in your life so far?
1: <laughs> Recently something happened. I don't know if it's the funniest, but it's a recent moment. So uh, I have a son and uh, he learns Indian Carnatic uh, music. And he had this, um, his music concert for his uh, academy. And he sang well, etc. So then the his academy uh, uh, head, he kind of talked to him and said, okay, well done, etc, etc. And then he says, okay, tell me, um, how far do you think you've come in your music journey? He's been learning for the last couple of years. And this is what he says, okay. He says, two years ago, my mother used to teach me all my music and I would struggle. Today, most of the times my mother sings incorrectly and I teach her. So, that's been the journey. And this, he says, in a global uh, concert, okay? Some 200 kids with some, I don't know, some 40 countries. (laughs) So, I didn't know whether to laugh or whether to be embarrassed. But yeah, that was funny.
0: And you should be proud uh, about it, for sure. right? Very
1: proud. I'm very proud. <laughs> but it's honesty also. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still, there,
0: yeah. That's right. And uh, Shalini, one last one for the rapid fire. What is one electronic gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself or build through our builders?
1: Electronic. An electronic gadget that can help kids really have the experience of nature and break the addiction of electronics, if that's possible. For the next generation, I think it's going to be both a strength and Achilles' heel: the electronics bit.
0: Great thought, actually. All right. So this has been a fantastic rapid fire. Now let's flip back to the mainstream and ask you one final question for today's conversation. So, sure. Shalim, what is your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers?
1: I think it's important to have consistency in at least one skill that you have, because I see a lot of um, a lot of appetite to run around, jump around. I think that you need an anchor point and you need to identify that for yourself. Whatever that is, have one skill and then grow upon it. That applies to leadership that applies to somebody who's entering the industry today. That applies to anybody who wants to do big. I think not having that foundation really will always leave you in a state of unclear mindset, especially when you're in a crisis. So pretty much been my philosophy. You should have something that you can anchor to and say, okay, I know this very well and I'll build upon this.
0: Awesome. That was an amazing tip and... uh... Charlie, this has been a fabulous conversation. I really loved every bit of it. And thank you so much for being part of TGV's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Naveed. Let's hope uh, you can continue to guide uh, the IT professionals and your listeners. And thanks again.
0: It was fun. All right. Same here. And pleasure hosting you. And folks, uh, before we move into the previous section, here is a small request. In case if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from so that you'll be notified about all the future episodes. And uh, also share about TGV with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from uh, TGV because uh, your friends will learn some amazing stuff like how you're learning and we will gain a few subscribers. Thank you so much in advance. And folks, we spoke about uh, product as well as making India as a product nation and all. like I'm sure... You might have attended some other webinars or maybe part of some conferences or you may be leading your own product teams and all so we would love to hear from you in terms of how can we build the pipeline of product managers and how can we develop the competency among the youngsters so please feel free to reach out to us and share your uh, comments and feedback and also if you're watching it on youtube i would love to read the comments pertaining to this video all right So now let's hop on to the previous section of today's episode. And and guys, I think uh, Lego is one of the most popular toy, I would say, or a toy set. I would say, right. And do you know what Lego stands for? Actually, it is derived from a Danish word Leggot, which means play well in English and in Latin, it means putting together. However, Lego has uh, gained immense popularity that. People are hosting competitions in terms of building some beautiful structures out of Lego. And that's a brief history about it. I hope you like it. That's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Naveen, a fellow IT professional and a learner on a mission to make difference in the lives of millions across the globe. And until next time, bye-bye.